Good morning to my brothers and sisters in Yolanda, Kenya at Antioch Baptist Church. I pray that you are well and that things are going well with you, and I'm excited for us to be together again today as we continue our look at Paul's letter to the church at Rome, always remembering that this is a letter. It's a part of Scripture, but it is a letter in its original form. So let's look at that, but let's first open with prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your living and active word. Thank you for the word of God was sharper than any two-edged sword that pierces to the division of soul and of spirit, of joint and marrow, discerning the thoughts and intentions of our hearts. May our hearts be laid open, and may you use your word to transform us from who we are into the people you would have us to become, growing and maturing in Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Today we're going to look at verses 8 through 15 of chapter 1 of Paul's letter to the Romans. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I mention you always in my prayers, asking that somehow by God's will I may now at last succeed in coming to you. For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you, that is, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that I have often intended to come to you, but thus far have been prevented, in order that I may reap some harvest among you as well as among the rest of the Gentiles. I am under obligation both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish. So I am eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome." So we just thank God for his word. May it have fruit in our spirits, minds, and souls today. What a wonderful thing that he is thanking God through Christ for all of those at Rome. And he says their faith is being proclaimed in all the world. And I feel that same way as you and I interact from across the world from one another I thank God through Christ for all of you and for your desire to grow because I also desire to grow. And as we share together, we're doing exactly what He's gonna, we're going to get to in a few minutes in these verses where he says that we may uh, mutually benefit one another. So that's our prayer and that's our plea. And your faith is being proclaimed in all the world because these messages to your church are being posted on the World Wide Web. So your faith is being proclaimed in all the world. So here's a question for me to ask myself and you to ask yourselves. Is our faith what it should be? And I would answer no to that for me. I would say that my faith is growing, but it's not yet what it should be. It's not yet what, by God's grace, it will be. 
Faith is a gift from God, but we have to, to walk in that faith. The faith is available. All the faith in the world is available to us now. It's just a question of whether we're willing and able to walk in that faith. In other words, to, to live it out, not just say that we have it. We can have something, uh, but if we keep it in the closet and don't ever get it out and use it, then we don't really have it. It's just something stored away that doesn't amount to anything. But we want our faith to be exercised. We want to walk in faith, to speak in faith, to live in faith. To do that means that we're doing and seeking after the things of God and not the things of man. He said, God is my witness. God witnesses everything that we do whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that's capital S-O-N, meaning Jesus, that without ceasing I mention you always in my prayers. So are we praying for one another in that same fashion? I know that I need to pray even more for the body of Christ, for we are one. If you are in Christ and I am in Christ, we are one body. We have different parts. We may occupy different places, but we are one in Christ. And so we need to, we need to be mentioning one another in our prayers, praying for one another, and for all of the body of Christ, for all believers everywhere and that we might come together. Uh, Dennis and I, Pastor Dennis and I have talked about this, and we pray that that, that would happen. Verse 11, For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. And so that's what I seek to do today in sharing this, is to strengthen you and also to strengthen me and to honor God. And that he says, he explains what he means in verse 12. He says, that is that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. We want to be mutually encouraged. It's like the scripture from Proverbs. It says as to encourage one another as iron sharpens iron. When you rub two pieces of metal together, they sharpen one another there's some little particles that come off of them because it grinds away things that don't need to be there that keep them from being sharp. So we need to, to sort of grind on each other in a loving way, in a God-honoring way, that we might uh, grow. And so what we're doing here is mutually encouraging one another. It's not just the speaker, but it's the hearer. It's not just the one who is talking but the one who is listening whose faith should be growing who is encouraged because the speaker is encouraged by the attention of the listener and the listener is encouraged by the desire and the directness and the truthfulness of the speaker as he speaks the word of God plainly not given his word but the, the living word of God. In verse 13, he says, I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that I have often intended to come to you, but thus far have been prevented. Uh, Paul is saying that it just hadn't worked out in God's will up to now for them to come together. 
But we could say the same thing. It's not been God's will to now that that you and I would come together. But we trust God that if it's his will, he will work that out. And we know absolutely that he will. And, And why did he want to come together? He said, in order that I may reap some harvest among you as well as among the rest of the Gentiles. And so that's what we would want to do if we came together. I'm not trying to change the focus of this, but this would be true when any Christians come together, that we would reap a harvest again, that we would encourage one another, but also that we would see new people come to know Jesus Christ, not to be religious, but to be born again in the name of Jesus. And he says in verse 14, I'm under obligation to both both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and the, to the foolish. We're all under obligation because the great commission is that we would go into all the world and proclaim the gospel, teaching in the name of Jesus, the truth of Jesus, and that others would come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone and that we would see people grow in Christ and people come to Christ. So he says, I am eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. So we should be eager always and and ever to share the good news, the great good news of Jesus that God so loved you and he so loved me and he so loved those to whom we share this with, that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but would have everlasting life. So this is the great news, and we should be always eager and ready to share the hope that we have in Christ Jesus with one another and with others. Amen. So let's pray. Father, help us to always be prayerful to exercise and walk out the faith you have given us, uh, to pray for one another at all times, to encourage one another, to impart to one another the blessings in Christ Jesus, the spiritual blessings that are ours as we share those, that we might be mutually encouraged uh, to try to come together when we can, to not fail to to meet together as some would do, but ever and always, especially as the days grow closer of your coming back, that we would come together in the name of Jesus, always declaring and lovingly proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, and thank you so much for allowing me to Be a mutual encourager with you. Thank you for your encouragement to me. God bless you and keep you. And I look forward to our next visit as we continue our look. The next time we're going to look at two verses and those two verses are the, the theme of the whole book of Romans and in a large part are the theme of the entire canon of Scripture. So God bless you and keep you in Jesus' name. Amen.